Hello there, and welcome into another episode of Mile High Hot Takes. I'm your host, Baylor, joined today by my co-host, Connor. And today, we've got an NFL recap for you from week six. Started out with a really gross game once again on Thursday night with the Bears and the Commanders. The Commanders won that one, 12-7. However, the Bears managed to be the first uh, first team in 30 years to put together three 60-plus yard drives that ended inside the opponent's 5-yard line and walked away with zero points from all of those drives. The Thursday night games this year have been unfortunately bad for Amazon. I would not be happy with my investment if I was Jeffrey Bezos, but when you got that kind of money, you can spend it on terrible football. And football's football. People are still going to watch it if it's on. Exactly. But that game, both teams had opportunities, and it was just kind of sloppy football that really limited it. I think there were a lot of dropped passes, a lot of missed throws. It was just ugly altogether. Not great teams, but not the best watch. At least it was competitive. I mean... Competitive because neither team could find a cl- points. A close game's a close game. Yeah, I mean, they were competitive. They they were right in the same ballpark of competitive level, just at the very floor of the league. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and that's kind of what we expected when you have two of the worst three, four teams in the league playing each other. All right, so we got the Falcons at the 49ers on Sunday. Uh, Falcons with Marcus Mariota uh, tossing two touchdowns, running one of them, running one in himself. It's a pretty good, uh, pretty good looking game there for the Falcons against a pretty solid Niners team, despite how banged up they were. I thought they'd be able to handle this. The Falcons are just doing what they need to do. They're playing to their strengths, keeping teams close, which allows you to run the football, which they are really, really good at. Uh, forcing a few turnovers definitely helps, and the Niners being hurt helped, but the Falcons find themselves tied atop their division, and I did not see that. I didn't either. Funny how it works when you can string together a couple good games. All right, the Patriots went to Cleveland and absolutely cleaned up at the at the dog pound, 38-15. to 15. Uh I mean, I don't. I just don't know what to think about the Patriots right now. I thought their team as a whole was going to be way worse than they are this year. I mean, they're running with Bailey Zappi at quarterback right now, and the dude hung up 309 and two tutties. So I don't know. Yeah, the Browns defense couldn't stop the run and was bad on the pass, too. The Patriots didn't look particularly amazing but i think that says more about the browns not and you can't you can't be the browns and expect to win a football game in which jacoby Brissett is attempting 45 passes well this is the first time i think jacoby had like a legitimately tough performance now, we've known he's limited but, but he's played about I, what you expected I, I agree. all year i agree this game he just did not it, play well. It, he's a backup quarterback, and yeah. he's been in the league for a while as a backup quarterback. Everyone knows he's a backup quarterback, and if you're playing a backup quarterback and you have to throw it 45 times with him, you can't expect positive results. Good luck. And this is just, this is just Bill Belichick winning with whatever he has. Yeah. I mean, the dude is incredible. He happened to tie the second-place all-time head coaching wins record in the building that gave him his coaching start. Uh, so pretty cool there for Bill. But yeah, pretty much a showing of what good coaching can do for you. 
35, 38-15. That's yeah, they're crazy scoring a lot That's more than I expected. That's crazy to me. Hey. All right, the Jets keeping that train rolling. Uh, definitely during picks last week, I had this game. I think we picked the Packers ultimately. We did. I think it was because it was in Lambeau, and we thought they'd bounce back but from I, the Giants' performance. But I do believe, yeah, it was the Lambeau thing that tipped it for me, but I, I'm pretty sure in that picks episode, I said, I'm going to put side money on the Jets on this game, and I did, and I mean – they put up a lot of points before, and the Packers have just been absolutely awful this year. Well, and Aaron. it got started bad for the Packers. They threw a pick six early, and it was an unfortunate pick six. Aaron Rodgers underthrew Robert Tunyon, but Tunyon was able to get his hand underneath the ball that otherwise would have bounced, and it just bounced straight up to Sauce Gardner, who walked into the end zone. So, unfortunate, and you put yourself in a hole, but even still... The Jets kind of just ran away with this game. At no point watching this game did I think the Packers were going to win it. Which is really weird to say for yeah. Aaron Rodgers I mean, I mean, it's even, and weird to say against the Jets. The and Jets. I also want to say even I think it's weird just the mindset I had. The only reason I really leaned into the Packers winning that game was because it was in Lambeau. And that's a really hard place to play. I mean... I guess I overvalued the Packers and undervalued the Jets because, man, I mean... Well, those young dudes for the Jets are performing and performing well. They're coming along very quickly. I don't think... Not many times can you rely on rookies to make a ton of plays, and they're relying on a ton of rookies and first, second, third-year players, and it's going well for them so far. They're, they got some momentum now. So I saw a crazy stat uh, that was like comparing when you have when a quarterback has to throw forty pass attempts with their record, like how many games they've won. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, most, I think, like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees and Matt Stafford are all in the like two, three, four in the league range with like four or five wins. Yeah, and Tom's got like twenty. And Tom's got it is in the twenty. Tom Brady. Um, this is one of those games where Aaron Rodgers threw for forty-one games and lost. But uh, two hundred and forty-six uh, yards against Zach Wilson only threw the ball eighteen times. You only don't completed have to. and they 10, ran well. Only completed ten passes. But when you, but when you when you give them, when you never have a lead at any point in the game. And you're just going to allow a good running team to run. I mean, Brees Hall with 116 yards on 20 carries. I mean, yeah, simple as it gets. And uh, that that stat you're talking about, did you see, you know, their numbers, like five wins and Brady's got like 20. But did you see what the percentages came down? Uh-uh. So it's like under 10% for everybody except Brady. And Brady's up in like 30 or something stupid. That's unreal. Yeah. It's wild. That is unreal. All right, so the Jags already playing their second game this year against the Colts. Last time they played, they blanked them 24-0 in Jacksonville. Not again. Now they the Colts put up 34 points on the Jags. Now the Jags did put up 27, so I don't think this is a weak showing from the Jags' offense that has been playing all right and been has been showing signs of improvement definitely this year uh, from what we saw last year. Uh, 27 points, that's, that's pretty solid. But and it I mean, was a game towards the end. Matt Ryan put up good numbers, but I don't really know what to expect going forward from either of these teams. 
I mean, this team was uh, the Colts 100% were carried by Matt Ryan. So Matt Ryan attempted 58 passes, 42 completions for 389 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. However, you look at on the other side, and there's nothing that you think uh, Jacksonville didn't do a lot wrong on offense. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was damn near perfect. No interceptions, a touchdown, 165 yards, 20 for 22. From what I know, what I saw, they were running the ball at will too. But 20 for 22. Mm-hmm. Like you can't ask for a better stat line for, from your quarterback. You just can't. Well, I mean, you can ask for more yards, but when you're running the football like they were, you, there's no yeah, need. Exactly. So, man, I feel like this is a this is a tough one. I feel like this is really just a divisional thing. This is not. We have not seen this from the Colts. The Colts aren't even fully healthy. I don't expect Matt Ryan to be able to put numbers up like this again. The, the, that's absolutely insane. To we'll me. see. We know Matt Ryan can throw for big yards when he's not constantly under pressure which he has been all he's year. he's been getting eaten this year exactly so if you can give matt ryan time you know he can throw for 400 yards yeah but that that's the big if can you protect him and we'll see but i don't expect much from either of these guys going forward yeah i would agree so moving on to the Vikings beating the Dolphins 24 to 16. A little bit better showing from the Dolphins. They should be getting Tua back next week, if not the week after. But man, this just to me seemed like the Vikings just doing what they're doing. They they didn't score a a ton, so it was but a, they score what they needed to. From the bits I watched, it was a close game. For the majority of it. Absolutely. The Dolphins defense was playing well. That being said, the Vikings offense didn't have to take any risks. And they knew they didn't have to. So, they just kind of... And the Vikings have been good in close games. I mean, they've won a lot of close games. And it's that's something you have to be able to do. And is, in my opinion, really undervalued in the NFL. Is being able to win a close game is huge. Um, As long as it's not like you have the lead and then you blow it and have to win the close game. But if, if, you're if it's just, close if, but, because it's close, exactly. If you're not in, because you let someone back in, exactly two different ways. Exactly. And I yeah. think the Vikings are definitely that team that can play you close the whole time and knows how to close it out and knows how to walk away with that win more often than not. And you're seeing that with the five and one record, but at the same time, Look at a few of their games. I mean, that game against the Saints, they lost in the double doink. I mean, well, and then you look at a, uh, but but you got to put yourself in a situation to win there in the first place. You also look at the situations of this game in Miami. You're in Miami on the road. It was really hot. I think I saw a thing where there was a thirty degree difference between the Miami and the Minnesota sideline. Minnesota was sitting at like. 110, 120 degree heat. Wow. Well, you got to look at the Bills. The, the, only, the only loss the Bills have this season is in Miami in that heat. Exactly. So maybe not an ideal situation for the Vikings to play in, but they showed up, took care of business, and walk out with a dub. Yeah, that, they're definitely putting together a nice little season right here. Okay, the Bengals finally putting up some offense here. A little bit of a – I think you said this um, – when we were doing power rankings, but the kind of a gimmicky game here from the Saints. Yeah, their offense is a little weird. You're down your top three weapons, so to be able to put up that many points, you got to get a little creative and do some fun things. But 
Taysom had Taysom had a nice run there for a touchdown as well. Again, the Saints are still a really good team, really good defense. I think in New Orleans, not a great place to be a road team. I think the Bengals did okay. They still have things to work on for sure, but at the end of the day, I trust Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase to go down the field yep. at some points. Ultimately, that was the story of it. I mean, Joe Burrow making 28 completions for 303 touchdowns, and Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 132, and two touchdowns. That's what we've been looking for from this offense all year. If you can get those two going, it's going to open up the rest of the game for them. When you try to take out Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd's a good receiver. Exactly. T. That's, Higgins it, is a great receiver. Exactly, and I think part of the problem is there hasn't been a real threat anywhere on the field so far this mm-hmm. year. Oh, and they can't run the ball. Exactly. So they got things to work on. So um, kind of a good, definitely a good win here, especially in the Superdome. It's a hard place to play down mm-hmm. there in New Orleans. Uh, so good win there. Ravens dropped it to the Giants in New York. Uh, the Giants just keep on rolling. They, they just they keep find doing ways. what they need to do. They find ways to win. It's not spectacular. doesn't look great. They're not making mistakes, I think, is the big factor in this. You know, and the thing is that strikes me about this game is, first of all, the Ravens can't close anybody out. No, they gifted the Giants this game late. Second of all, I don't see anything in here from anyone on the Giants offense that screams to me they should have won this game. Saquon put up like 80 yards. 80 yards and a touchdown on 22 carries. I think they ran half decent. I know they... They ran all right, but I mean, 83 yards on 22 attempts from Saquon is not what you've been seeing him do this year. So it wasn't a game where he just took over. Daniel Jones only completed 19 passes for 173. I mean... Nope, but when you give a team a couple short fields... But when you when your defense plays well, mm-hmm. your offense doesn't make mistakes, when you move the ball enough to give your defense rest, good things happen. You keep They're keeping themselves in games, and it, exactly like we were just talking about with the Vikings, you know, you got to... You got to keep yourself in games so that when the other team messes up, like Ravens did and have been doing late in games, you got to be in a position where you can take that and turn it into a win. You don't have to. It's not like, oh, well, they gave us this great field position, but we're already down two or three scores, so it doesn't matter. No, this is like, wow, you messed up, and now we can win this thing. Yeah, the Ravens just keep beating themselves. Um, Easily could be an undefeated team. But if you're going to be sloppy and make some mistakes, you are you deserve everything coming to you. So if they can clean it up, they'll be really dangerous. But they're they're playing with fire in every single game they're in. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, Mad respect to Brian Dable and everything he's doing over there in New York this year. Um, I've been having a lot of fun following this team. Came out of nowhere. Honestly, didn't expect it at all. Nope. Um, Bucks losing to the Steelers. Uh, the Bucks talk about a team whose off- offense also cannot figure it out. Um, Kenny Pickett goes down with a concussion. Trubitsky comes in off the bench to finish it off. Um, I mean, the Bucks were missing. Pitts- the Pittsburgh Steelers did exactly what they needed needed to do to win this game, and the Bucks did everything 
To lose. To lose. Yeah. Brady was under fire, and he was inaccurate. Is a nice way to put. 25 for 40 is not typical Brady numbers. Yeah. He, he was just bad game. Bad day at the office for the Bucks. They got to figure out how to protect him. And I'm a fan of this picket kid. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like what I've seen from him right off the bat. Um, even in that very first game where he came in and his first pick or his first throw was a pick. I mean, the fact that you come in here and you're just going to heave the ball 40 yards downfield on your first NFL pass. Mm-hmm. I was just like, all right, this kid might. And he's, he's moving around. And he's got a great coach. We know that yep. if he, he's, if he can be brought up, right. I feel like he could be a fun guy to watch. Might be a little steel over there in steel and Steelers country. I've, I've been really surprised though, with what he's been able to do this early. So happy for him. Good. Keep it going. Shocked they got this win though. Just little little bit of really a silver shocked. lining here for the Bucks. Uh, nice to see Chris Godwin getting some legitimate action. Six catches for ninety three yards. And he um, and Brady weren't even on the same page. It, exactly. So it, there is lining there. I mean, they've been hurt and are just now kind of getting up to some healthy ish healthy ish standards on offense so you know it might just take some time for them to build up that chemistry because they do have a lot of weapons and i expected a lot more from them this year okay we have the panthers and the rams kind of a boring game panthers are trash panthers are trash i mean garbage defense got him another touchdown other side of that story is matt stafford threw another pick six Rams got to protect the football. Rams cannot protect the football. I um, feel like this is a game I, they definitely, no questions in my mind, should have won. And this but isn't it didn't Super look, Bowl hangover, But it didn't though. look good. This it is more than good. a Super Bowl hangover. They got real problems in L.A. Yeah, they have very real problems. Okay, so then we've got the Cardinals at the Seahawks. Cardinals, dude. They're just bad, man. I don't know. 19-9 to here. Seahawks putting up way better fight this year than I expected them. I don't know where it falls apart for the Cardinals. I don't either. What's different this year to last year? They scored points in the first quarter, finally. Three. But then they didn't do anything until the third in which they put up six more. Buck punt is what that was. So, offensively, non-existent and... That's what was supposed to be their strong suit, I felt like. Yeah, I think DeAndre Hopkins is back this week, but how much is that really going to help? I don't know. I don't know where it went, but they have just been bad offensively. No. I mean, yeah, it's it's not been great. Kyler did get, an, get 100 yards rushing, though, which was oh. surprising. Well, you lost. Yeah, I know. Okay, then we're moving on to the Bills and the Chiefs. Um, yeah, that was a good game. Bills deserved the hell out of that win to go into Arrowhead, take that win. I didn't think they were going to, but well, you look at this they game, played really well. You look at it before they play, right? You're thinking, oh, it's going to be a close game late. Both Some defense is going to have to come up big, right? I just figured there'd be a little more scoring. Same. But we ended up in the same spot. Um, I thought the end of halftime was kind of funny. Yep. The yep. Just Do it to him again. irony of the Bills going down, getting a touchdown to take the lead by three points with this time 16 seconds. 
and the Chiefs march in to get a field goal. I just yep. thought there was a little comedy in that. Uh, but really good from the Bills to close out that game. This game is a perfect example why they got Von Miller. Yeah. He was all over Patty. Both Absolute game both, wrecker there. Both quarterbacks played well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the first drive from both teams, the quarterbacks made a mistake, fumble and a pick, respectively. But other than that, we saw pretty much the best quarterback play that there can be. Yep, both quarterbacks right about 330 yards. Patrick with two touchdowns, two interceptions. Josh Allen with three touchdowns. I mean, both of them attempted 40 passes, 27 completions for Allen, 25 for Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they were they were slinging it all over the yard. It was a fun game to watch. A little lower scoring than I expected, but, man, that was a really fun game to watch again. And I'm looking forward to this Allen-Mahomes showdown for the foreseeable the, future. The trilogy. But this time I think we're headed to Buffalo. It was a big game with postseason implications this early in the year. You don't see Absolutely. that often. All right, uh, Cowboys and the Eagles, pretty solid Sunday night matchup here. Um, Eagles doing what they've just been doing. It seems like their second halves have been a little bit foot off the gassy for me uh, this whole year. But, I mean, you can't knock a team too much when you're sitting here as the only undefeated team left with quality opponent win here against the Cowboys. Yeah, they found a way to limit Micah Parsons' impact. That's still a really good defense. Um, Cooper Rush had a tough day. But I heard a stat that the Eagles have like over 100-something points in the second quarter alone, which is more points than like... I mean, they put up 20 in this game, in the second quarter. Yes. And then six in the fourth, and that was it. So they've got over 100 points in the second quarter alone, which outscores totals of like 10 teams in the league. I remember when we were watching that we were watching this game together, and I, I mean, in the second quarter when it was twenty to zero, you, you were like, "This game's gonna get ugly. This is gonna be an absolute yeah. blowout." And then, but then they took their foot the off the gas. Halftime adjustments were real from and the they, Cowboys. They their offense looked better. They came out. They put in a touchdown to make it a two-possession game in the third, and then in the fourth quarter with five minutes left, they, they had made a shot. it. They made it a three. They they got a touchdown. And they made it a three-point game and needed a stop, and they could not come up with it. You had a shot. Both these teams, Eagles more so, are going to be in a great spot for the remainder of the year. Easy schedule for the two of them. Um, we'll see. Well, and let's let's look at the main thing right here. What's everyone saying about Cooper Rush and what he's been doing to get wins here? Not making mistakes. And he threw three interceptions in this game. And they lost. Yep. So... We know that Dak should be back here, and we'll see if the Cowboys' ceiling goes up a little bit. But right now, these teams are basically what we... This week doesn't change my opinion on either team really at all. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Um, Not too much I want to say about this Broncos-Chargers one, because we will have a full episode dedicated to it. Um, pretty much want to talk a little bit more about the Chargers here than the Broncos. Um, really good defense here. O-line for the Chargers was some Swiss cheese. Justin Herbert They're was under pressure bad, the whole night. But that being said, there was a lot of crazy, crazy, crazy impressive 
throws where I thought it was for sure a sack or it was going to be a heave it away as you're getting sacked, and it was not a throwaway or a sack. It ended up being a completion for a legitimate gain. Justin Herbert is a stud. And he's banged up too. I mean, he was under fire, and he is still, remember, he's got a rib thing that doesn't go away after a week or two. Torn rib cartilage. He's, th- that still does not feel good, yep. and he is still hanging in there in the pocket and launching He's a stud. He's, he's really good. absolute um, animal. I don't know. Neither team. 57 passing impressive. attempts, though. Uh, Austin Eckler, f- I felt like he was gashing us, but it was more situational. It yeah. just it felt like any time it was that third and two or third and three, he picked up five, and it was really frustrating. He only got thirty six yards because I mean Herbert threw it fifty seven times. Yeah, they're we knew they're a pass heavy team. Uh, last week was, or I guess two weeks ago now was not necessarily a one off, but more against the norm. Their run game is not their strong suit. Their run game is all because of the pass. So. I don't expect them to have a dominant rushing attack at all. But the Broncos did a really good job limiting that. I just think this game was down to Justin Herbert is incredible. Yeah. And that's basically what this comes down to in my mind. I mean, they still only put up 19 points in, and it took them three possessions in overtime to do so. Yep. But you can just look at their third down percentage and the amount of times... They got put behind the chains because of a holding penalty. It didn't matter because Justin Herbert would throw for 15, 16 yards on a first and 20, and now you're second and four, which even without the 10-yard penalty, you aren't complaining about a second and four. Exactly. So, you know, the Chargers are looking really scary um, as they get healthier with Keenan Allen back, maybe getting some O-line pieces back. I mean, this team is going to continue to be legit this year, and I expect them to get better. Um, they definitely got some stuff to work on. The coaching's a little weak. Uh, their decision-making is a little questionable sometimes, but they keep getting bailed out by talent, so... They just got to put it together. Yeah. One of these days, someone's going to get the absolute full force of the Chargers, and it can get ugly. Yeah. Yep. I would agree. And that is all of our games this week. So we appreciate you for listening all the way to the end of this episode, and we'll catch you on our next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mile High Hot Takes. For more content, check us out on Twitter at 5280hottakes. If you got feedback for us, send us an email at 5280hottakes at gmail.com. Mile High Hot Takes is produced by Enchilarca Productions. Oh, thank you.